set the world on fire like the youth did. But he's just got such a unique atmosphere and vibe that was underclass. You're with Julian on the Brown Note and Movie Review Time, the first of two. And the latest in what Netflix seems to have decided it's doing now, which is um, action-adventure films. So Project Power, a generic title so bad that I have to look down and read it every single time. Uh, It's only come out in the 14th of August, really new. Now, this is a superhero film, well, in name only. Uh, It starts with a truck pulling up and re-upping a load of uh, local drug dealers. And this drug has taken over New Orleans in the near future. And it's a drug that if you take it, gives you a superpower, a genetic superpower. So you can't fly, but you might be able to turn, burst into flames or you know, dislocate all of your bones, odd things like that. Um, so not super superpowers, but um, something that might be genetically recreatable in nature. The kicker is you don't know what your superpower will be until you take the pill and you might blow up. So anyway, people have been taking this pill and it's set in New Orleans that's sort of ravaged and forgotten. And these uh, criminals are taking this pill and committing crimes because it might make them incredibly strong, impervious to bullets, able to outrun a police car. So the police are really struggling to deal with criminals that have got this you know, ability that seems to be incredibly damaging to their physical being as well. One of the guys at the start is shown, Machine Gun Kelly, the uh, musician, is shown to be um, deeply scarred by the fact that he can take one of these pills and burst into flame. Uh, it looks like it has a very debilitating short-term life aspect. Um so Jordan, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, one of the two biggest stars in the film, is a cop. And behind the scenes, he's been secretly buying this drug off of a teenage girl called Dominic Fishback in real life. Uh, she's a local dealer and she's been selling the drug to him and he's been using it fighting criminals. So at the start, we see a bank robbery where the bank robbers have t- one of the bank robbers has taken the drug so he's able to become sort of like a chameleon and invisible. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt takes his and goes after him. So the, he eventually gets busted for using it and gets kicked out of the force, kind of. Like everything in the film, it only happens kind of in passing. Um, so we follow his story. We follow Jamie Foxx's story, the other big name, uh, who is hunting down the people that provide the drug to the dealers and we learn that his he was involved in a military program years ago and he was given these pills along with other soldiers to test them. And basically they're testing them on the near-do-wells of New Orleans that take drugs now. And it's some military-industrial complex kind of thing. Um, but he's hunting his own daughter who apparently has genetically developed the superpower after her dad was given these pills, it's gone down genetically in her DNA. So they use her for testing and, and for making new product. Um, and so we get two sides, one Jamie Foxx hunting down his daughter 
and trying to overthrow the organisation. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the cop who is also trying to hunt down why the city seems to be having one hand tied behind its back and won't pursue this drug that's taken over the city. And then we get a third angle, which is Dominic Fishback, which is a girl that's still at school, but who's also like the wire. She's selling drugs, got a pager sort of scenario going on. Um, and she's involved in uh, selling the drugs. So both Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are involved in her life. And we get this trio that kind of occupies the bulk of the movie. Now, a few years ago, I would have said that Netflix was making... Every year I do my films of the year, and I would have said two years ago and for the preceding few years before that, a lot of those films were Netflix films. They seem to be producing the most... I'm just looking at my camera. The battery on that thing is shocking. Um, they were producing the most art house, challenging and brilliant films all the time, like Annihilation, films like that. That was the norm for them. Now they seem to have gone into an era of making these... It's always the same. They get a great concept for an action movie or an action superhero action adventure movie and they get a great budget and they get a big cast big name actors then they get an absolutely appalling director a terrible script and a terrible screenplay and that happened with six underground with michael bay great setup pretty dire film recently the old guard which was atrocious and i gave three out of ten second lowest score of the year Again, ter great idea, great setup, Charlie Theron, and then they just ruined it with a shocking screenplay, a terrible director, and an appalling script, and really bad soundtrack. Well, they've done exactly the same thing again. The setup here is so ripe for exploitation. The idea of the pills giving you a superhero power and you don't know what it is until you take it is a good one. The idea of uh, New Orleans, post-Katrina, post, you know, everything that's happened to New Orleans as the environment is also good. The idea of Joseph Gordon-Levitt as this cop that's taking a drug to fight criminals that he's buying from a teenage girl who's still at school. Another great idea. All of these are really ripe for exploitation. None of them are explored. Nothing in this film is explored. We don't even get a good go at the superhero angle. It's very indistinct and murky and in the background. Um, the, the two guys they've got directing, Henry Juice and Ariel Shawman, they directed Paranormal Activities 2 and 3. If you've seen Paranormal Activity, I thought it was a dire film. It is significantly better than the sequels, which are 1 out of 10 bad. Why would they think these guys were going to be a good director of a $70 million film? There is no way that they were going to turn in something good. Everything is so underplayed in this film. It, sh it throws the ideas up and then just pretends they aren't there anymore. So we don't get any investigation into anything that's going on at all. It just tells you that these things are there. Like The Old Guard, and like a lot of films now... It seems painfully trying to invest itself in modern culture. Once again, we get an awful soundtrack. The music soundtrack by Joseph Trapanese is actually really good, but the song choices are jarring beyond belief. 
It's like, here we've got a rap tune, but it's a terrible rap tune. It's really bad. They also make uh, the excellent Dominic Fishback, who's really good in her role, great in her role. They make her rap like three times in the film, each one more cringeable than the last, for no reason at all. It doesn't serve any purpose. It's not like her being a rapper is ever really explored in the film either. It's just done for the sake of it, as is the music. Here's a rap tune, here's an R&B tune, aren't we modern? And it sort of says, you know, we're exploring these ideas of the people of New Orleans being exploited because they've been exploited in the past, but it doesn't. It doesn't offer any of those things. I reviewed a film, The Tax Collector, last week that I gave a pass to. And one of the reasons why is even though it was incredibly limited, it wasn't aggressively bad. It was just it, it just wasn't good. This is aggressively bad. Over and over, I've gone, I found myself getting annoyed at the screenplay, how rote it was, how they can't even direct action. A lot of the action in this is like almost reminded me of The Last Airbender, where it's sort of quite indistinct and murky and you can't really tell what's going on. It's terrible. Um, and it's obviously very expensive because it looks expensive, but it just doesn't use that money to great effect. I thought the performances by Gordon Levitt was okay. He can be a bit cheesy. Jamie Foxx was excellent. He was really good, and he gets a decent storyline. If it's an obvious one, it's still decent, and it's it's the one aspect of the film that's reasonably well done. And Dominic Fishback, back as a young kid, she's really good in it as well. Um, no one else in it is of any remembrance at all. You wouldn't even know who they were. Again, we come down to the attacking the laboratory theme that we had in The Old Guard and we had in Sixth Sense and we had in Bloodshot, where these military-industrial people, their laboratory where they're doing all this stuff is the denouement of the film. That's where the good guys attack the bad guys at the laboratory. That's four films in under a year that have used that as the last third of the film. So I really thought it was terrible. Um, I didn't think it was quite as incompetently awful as the old guard. Um, even the soundtrack wasn't quite that bad and the characters weren't quite as bad. At least in this case, we don't get bad leads. Even though Jules, uh, Gordon Levitt's a little bit clunky, he's still pretty good. And the other two are good. So we get three decent to great leads which we didn't get in the old guard because they shelved, uh, was it Ke Kelly Lane, who was terrible, and everyone else in it was terrible. We don't get a bad guy. We get sort of uh, an organisation. There's no bad guy to hang it on. We don't really get much superpower action. The best bit is right at the start where the guy bursts into flames. Other than that, you don't really get much out of this superpower angle at all. And when it finally comes down to Jamie Foxx letting loose with his superpower, it did remind me of The Last Airbender. And there's another bit which could be a really good sequence in a, in a club where lots of people get massacred and you just can't really see anything that's happening because it's, it's filmed so badly. So um, unlike The Tax Collector, this is often aggressively bad. The script's very bad. The screenplay's wrote and very bad. They have a lot of really good ideas that they don't pursue and they've got good actors that aren't used. Um, it's a very bad film and uh, it's a shame that Netflix is going down this road because they could be offering you so much more, even with these cheesy action films. 
if you if they swap the director get a good screenplay and a good script these would be fantastic but none of them have been they've been really poor movies and they seem to be intent on going down this road and why they're employing people like michael bay and the directors of paranormal activity and expecting to end up with a decent product at the end of it this the shooting in this reminded me an awful lot of music video footage like you're watching a music video being filmed over and over um, there's no substance at all to the way that it's filmed everything has got this sort of like the slow-mos and the the swooping shots everything looks like it's in a music video so i thought this was a really another letdown not as bad as the old guard but still quite aggressively bad project power um i would say you don't really i would rather watch the tax collector than project power and i'm going to give it a four out of ten so i think i gave old guard three out of ten so it's better than the old guard just four out of ten for project power and this is why pot smoke was so good in the first place from that first meet the woo mixtape from around a year ago